This episode of Hey Teens is brought to you by Punch Cards. If you're looking to give a greeting card to a friend or family member, but you're tired of the dumb ones at the store, why not give them a beautifully handcrafted card with a message that is sure to spark a double take? Birthdays happen all year round, every single day. Celebrate the existence of your loved one with a message like this one. For your birthday, I'll masturbate with you to anything. So check out punchcards.etsy.com and stock up on greeting cards for all occasions. Hey teens! Hey teens! Welcome to Hey Teens with John and Eric. I'm Eric. I'm John, as as always. I as always, I haven't hasn't, changed personality. Hasn't changed yet. We're working on him getting his name changed, but it's a long process. Twinkie Dumbledore doesn't. <laughs> he does. He refuses to take that name, even though I insist. Uh, joining us here today, we are very excited. Uh, you've seen him everywhere, from the yeah. You're everywhere, man. Yeah, you're everywhere. I don't know about that. Uh, and especially my, one of my favorite shows, Children's Hospital. That's right. Rob Hubel. Thank you. Hey, Hello. Rob. Thanks Good for, Hi, teens. Thanks, hey, teens. Thanks for coming. Hey, teens. What's happening? Get your driver's licenses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. Ten and two. <laughs> keep the hands at ten and two. Ten and two is why I failed my very first driver's license test. Oh, really? I was at like nine and three. I didn't even have They to... failed you for that? They failed me for that. I had like the, the bitchiest... Uh, I don't know, instructor or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that w- that's what did it. And I was just like, seriously? That's you it? you had it at nine and three? Something like that. Did and they have like a protractor and like yes. measured out? No, she just had like a wall clock and she <laughs> just put it up to my uh, I don't my think hands. that people in Los Angeles, where we are now, teens, mm-hmm. I don't think that people Welcome here even have to take a... Like, do you even take a driving test? I don't... Um, I feel you like... You have to. From I what I see so. on the road, I don't think people... <laughs> yeah, oh no. From what I see on the road. And blinkers aren't a thing. No, 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 no. Blinkers are not a thing. I turn my blinker on just to pull into my driveway. I, I don't understand what everybody's problem is. I turn my blinker to get out of my house. Like, if I'm just walking out the front door, I turn <laughs> You just, like, kind of yeah, make yeah. the motion yeah. with your hand. Yeah, I yeah, give yeah, a hand yeah. signal just to show people <laughs> where I'm going. <laughs> Sometimes when I see, like, dudes on motorcycles doing the, like, hand signal to be like, I'm turning left. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cute. I actually don't know those hand signals. I've never... I don't, I don't know either. what it's... turning... Because they're opposite, right? Like... Well, if you're with your you use your left hand and to make a right you kind of make a 90 degree yeah like a hitler sort of the hitler yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, kind of kind of hitler what if you just rode around on your bike just doing the hitler thing like (laughs) it'd be very confusing people yeah people just be like oh well that's actually more of like an i'm going straight it's like i'm moving ahead in the future in an ideal society strong (laughs) feelings about the nazi party (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so so you've been doing pretty much every single TV show that I've seen. Lately. I wish that you're not that on Game true. of Thrones. I wish that that were true. I'm not on. Ooh, I would love to be on Game of Thrones, but I'm behind. I, I know something huge happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know when this airs, but I know something Wednesday. big happened. And well, uh, yeah, don't tell me what it was. I already know what it is now. But um, right. Oh yeah. But uh, no yeah, details. I'm behind on that. I, I just I just started watching this other show. Um, I hope it's good. Sometimes I mention it and it gets mixed reactions from people. Um, have you guys watched The Killing on AMC? I heard it's really good. I watched the first season. Yeah. 
and did you wait because the first season here comes a spoiler alert if you're if you're a teen don't listen to this <laughs> they don't wrap up the no the thing at the end of the first so now i'm on the season two and i'm like let's get through it and now i think the whole thing goes through season two that oh first, it does i think the first killing is see now i gotta now i gotta watch it so i know what you're talking yeah, about i gotta i have to yeah. finish it um it's I, good it just dra- they dragged it out it, dra- it drags out it and really i accidentally really... deleted it on my <sighs> on my dvr so that's why yeah. i never like i'm watching it on netflix and um it's good it's just like a couple of the characters is like this I don't know why well, this does not pertain to teens. No, it's fine teens unless you want to go into law enforcement or detective work. <laughs> unless you teens. love the rain but there's this character on uh, on the show who's like the uh, this detective who's like a junkie uh-huh. and it's just a great character because he's like he was a he was a, like an undercover narcotics guy right mm-hmm. and he's yeah, like yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. still trying to like get clean he's not really clean he's like struggling with that he's trying just give he's him a chance to keep it clean but yeah. Uh, yeah it's just a good character it's like a struggling you know dude but uh so, uh, so you're gonna try to make your way onto onto the killing? I'd love to be on the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're out there, I'll never director. get on the. I, I'd love to be on a show like that, like seeing watching Odenkirk on Breaking Bad. Yeah, I'm, just so sure, yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. There's hope of for that. all of you so comedic, comedic actors out there. Jealous of stuff like that. Did you yeah. ever? Did you ever do a Law and Order when you were in New York? No, no. I would love to. I don't know. If you're I like I could the do one it. actor that didn't yeah. do Law and Order. Yeah. In New York. I don't know if I could do it with a straight face. I feel like yeah. I would kind of like look right into the lens and just kind of like <laughs> wink. <laughs> You know, like, and I think John Mulaney kind of ruined Law and Order forever because did he do his, one? He, well, oh, he, he does. He does a lot he, of. He has bits like forty five minutes yeah. just on. Oh Law yeah, Order. yeah, his bits about it. Yeah, so good. And, and I'm not to repeat his bits, but the one thing that I never noticed until he pointed it out is that whenever somebody's confronted by the cops, they're always like. Like, what are you doing? I'm busy. And like, they always try They're to like keep... unloading boxes from a truck. Yeah. Or wiping or like down a bar flowers counter. and yeah. refuse to stop. <laughs> yeah. like, if a cop were to stop you in real life, it'd be like the most important thing that happened that well, day. Well, I had an old girlfriend who, uh, she did one. Excuse me. I'm eating ice teens. Oh, it's fine. Um, mm, I actually so good for you. <laughs> I hear it's just um, water. It's just frozen it's water. It's crazy. But, um, I had an old girlfriend that did one and, uh, she had the opening scene where they find, you know, the body or whatever. Yeah. So it's like the cold open of the show. And so she's walking her dog on the street on the Upper West Side. And then her dog like pulls away and starts sniffing through the trash and then starts rooting through the trash. And they find a dead baby. What? <laughs> and they're like, don't, don't. <laughs> you know, like that's what starts the I show. I think I may have oh, seen but, that one actually. But, and she's so funny to watch her do that. I was like, oh, wow. Like I, I, she pulled it off. But I think I would just be like laughing too hard. Um, not to bring up embarrassing things but I heard you tell on some podcast uh, about your Olive Garden commercial. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, other? no, I'm happy to talk about that. Well, yeah, for a long time in New York, um, when I couldn't do uh, those dramatic shows that would have been great, um, mm-hmm. I did commercials. And commercials are a great way to make a living, you know, regardless. And, uh, uh, yeah, so I was really lucky that um, I got to do a bunch of those. And, and I, w- I was lucky that... A lot of them were funny, you know, like I mm-hmm. got on kind of a role where I could get some pretty funny ones and usually ones mm-hmm. where the director would sort of let you improvise and stuff. Right. But then there was this one um, for Olive Garden and I read the script and I was like, I'm not going in on this. And they, my agent was like, no, 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 they want to like make, they're doing a whole new campaign and they want it to be funny and they want you to come in and improvise. And so I went in and... Uh, and audition for it, and they just like let me do whatever I want. I was just really sarcastic, like kind of a jerk at Olive Garden. Yeah, and like yeah. great, great, great. And this director hired me, 
And so when we went there to shoot it, the um, on that day, they let me, for like eight hours, they let me just sit there and be like sarcastic <laughs> and just be like a real jerk. Like the waitress would come over and she'd be like, oh, hey, are you guys here for, you know, uh, the deep dish, you know, whatever, unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks? And mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, we're here for the fucking, <laughs> you know. The, the ambiance. Yeah, I love the clean toilets, you know. <laughs> But, uh, and they'd be, they'd laugh and they'd be like, cut. Okay, great, great, great. Okay. Yeah. What else? What else? You know? So all day long I was just goofing around. Yeah. And then at the very end of the day, they were like, um, oh, can you just say these lines? Like just do a couple straight where it's like, uh, um, yes, I am here for the soup. Yeah, it was, yeah. And it was, it was even worse because it was really sincere. It was like, um, Hey, are you the waitress? Like, what are you guys here for? Da, da, da. And we look at her, me and my wife and we're like, no. Just Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, just like, Mondays. Yeah, it's just like, just Monday. Mondays. And uh, so I felt weird doing it, but I thought, well, they're not going to use that. Like, they've been yeah. like high-fiving me all day. Yeah. So cut to like a couple years later, I forgot about it. It never aired. And sometimes you shoot them and they just go uh-huh. away. Like, sometimes they just don't air. So I forgot about it. And then um, a couple years later, we were getting ready to do Human Giant. And Human Giant was just about to come on. And uh, it was just coincidence, and all of a sudden, like my phone just blew up. It was like during the NBA Finals or something like <laughs> oh, that. Man. And like in this commercial with me, super sincere, <laughs> plugging Olive Garden was fucking on. Like during the NBA Final, and like all my friends were like, "What are you yeah. doing?" And at this point, you were already on TV otherwise. And it's like, yeah, I mean, our show was just about to come on, and it was just like you know, it was just like not good timing, and. Um, <laughs> So anyway, I was I was bummed out about it, and um, one of my friends, uh, the, this guy that wrote on Human Giant, this guy John Glazer, who oh, was delocated, brilliant. And, oh, yeah, yeah. so funny. He was like, "Dude, you should just let that run. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so great because it's just so straight." But um, yeah, I was really upset about it, and um, they. But uh, it had been a couple years since I had shot it, and so the contract had actually expired. So they were like, "Well, you need to sign." a new contract for them to continue to run it. Oh, and right. I told my commercial, I was such a jerk then. I was like, tell them that I want a million dollars. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, no, no, they can run it, but I want a million dollars. And he's like, well, they're just going to pull it. And I was like, no, no. And so they went and they reshot it with a guy that looked so similar to oh, me wow. and just ran it with him. And then, um, the icing of the cake was um, I was going back and forth between LA and New York at that time, and I, that that I'd been in LA during that whole episode, mm-hmm. so I went back to New York and went to my mailbox, and I had all these checks for like oh. so much. I was like, oh, why did I kill that commercial? Oh, yeah, uh, so I just dumb. I just noticed your Starbucks cup. They wrote, yeah. they, they wrote your name as Pob. Yeah, they wrote Pob. It's short, it's short for Pablo, right? I either get Pob or Ron. No one knows anyone named Rob in it's this It's the town. most uncommon name on the planet. Yeah. Rob is evidently, yeah. Every time on the phone anywhere, it's always Ron. But, um, yeah. Um, so, going back... Oh, actually, wait. First, I want to ask. Uh, Children's Hospital, that's coming back soon? Yeah, Rosemary, it comes back um, July this year. Oh, great. So, it'll come back... Um, I can't remember the date. Let me look. I think it's like July 25th, something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, like late July. Such a good show. Thank you. That must be so much fun to do, too. Oh, that's why I'm eating ice again, teens. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's the best job in the world. I mean, it's it's a quick um, thing. You know, we we shoot it. The only time we can get that cast of people together is over Christmas uh-huh. when no one else is shooting anything. Because usually someone is like doing a movie or mm-hmm. a TV show. It's never me. It's always like Marlon <laughs> or, you know, right. uh, Megan Mullally or Henry Winkler. But um, so, yeah, so the only time we can get everybody is over Christmas. And uh, so we, sh- we shoot it like real fast, like in like five or six weeks in uh, December and January. And uh, yeah, it's like the best job. I think one of the ballsiest things you guys ever did was fly to Brazil for three shots. Yeah, that was crazy. They uh, That was all just this inside, inside joke that no one cares about except for us. That right. In the very first season, uh, Cordry set up that the whole hospital is actually in Brazil. <laughs> like we're, we're in Brazil, supposedly. And it's never really addressed at all. Like No one ever makes a thing about it. So cut to like whatever season three, I guess, or maybe, yeah, I think season three, maybe season four. And um, they're like, oh, let's do a thing where we go outside of the hospital. And of course, when we go outside, it should clearly be in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So me and Ken Marino just go outside to get like a churro or something after, <laughs> after doing some surgery. And we go outside and then we just set it up so that, you know, we walk past like the statue of Jesus on uh-huh, the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like there's like the carnival girls walking with the big headdresses and. Um, yeah, we thought that would be really funny. And then, you know, until we got on the plane to fly down there from L.A., it takes like 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, it's so far away. It's really, really far away. Now, when you were a teen, did you ever think that that would be your life? Oh, man, time? no. If I, were, if I had known that, if I had known when I was a teen that I would be friends with Henry Winkler, <laughs> Bonds, yeah, I would have said... Fuck, you no way. Like, I was, you know, like so many people my age. I mean, um, I'm older than you guys, but I was just like, I grew up on Happy Days. Like, I just, I, like, did too. I would come home and just like, that was the show I yeah. wanted to watch. And, um, and he was just like so great, you know. And then, um, you know, you probably know his reputation. He's like oh, the yeah, nicest yeah. guy right. in Hollywood and he's yeah. just like the coolest person in the world. And, um, yeah, he's, just, I never thought I would be friends with him. I mean, yeah. he's just like, and he's also just like such a good person to learn from because he's done, he's been in this business forever and he's done so much. Yeah. He's actually produced a lot of shows. Like he mm-hmm. produced MacGyver and oh, like, wow. oh yeah, like yeah, Hollywood yeah. squares, like all these like big shows in the eighties. Oh, yeah, so he just right. knows like the whole in and out of like all the ins and outs of the business. And he's really interesting to learn from and like such a, he's so, um, He's so real with people. You know, it sounds really dumb, but like, you know, a lot of people that you meet um, are are shitty people in Hollywood. And he's just not like, you know, he makes time for everyone and and really appreciates it when they come Mm -hmm. up to him. And, you know, and everyone says the same thing, I'm sure. I'm sure everyone is like, what, Fonzie? You know, I had a poster of you in my room. And he has to politely be like, oh, you did? That's so nice. I've never heard that before. (laughs) Yeah, you know, they say, hey. And he's like, oh, well, okay. Just this once. Yeah, yeah. So, and he's just so nice about it. And he, you know, now he's very involved. He has children's books that he writes. And so he's very involved in that and promoting that. And uh, But yeah, he's just a great, uh, great person all the way around. It really says a lot about him, too, that, I mean, obviously, he doesn't need to be on a show like, 
Children's Hospital or Arrested Development or yeah. Yeah. he does because he thinks it's awesome. I yeah. think I think he probably I mean, and I've even read in interviews where he says like he doesn't even get a lot of times like what we're doing. You know, right. he just right, like right. he just but, trusts you. Yeah, he's just smart yeah. enough to be like, Well, you know, people seem to like this show, it's popular. Yeah. His son, Max, is a director who's yeah. very involved in comedy and like and Henry has a great sense of humor. I just think that like that show sometimes is so um, absurd yeah. that when you read it, sometimes it's like, wait, what is the yeah. joke here? You know, it's the kind of thing where it's like you have to see it to really, yeah, yeah, yeah. come yeah. close to getting it. Yeah, yeah. and um, and and as an actor, sometimes um, you, yeah, you can't imagine like what's going to be funny about that until you do. And even sometimes when we shoot it, it's like, oh, that's not funny. Right, right. we won't use that. You know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's a cool guy. Uh, before we move on to your teen years, uh, I have to ask, how does Lake Bell smell? She seems like she'd be delightful. Lake Bell smells like angel food cake. Oh, she fantastic. smells, you, you know, she bucks. just got, <laughs> she just got married. I just, oh, went really? to her, I just went to her wedding. Yeah. She married like the coolest dude in the world. This day. <laughs> Yeah. He's awesome. So she married the Fonz. She married the Fonz. <laughs> she married like this really cool artist who's like a tattoo artist. And um, nice. he started off doing tattoo stuff and still does that. And, but now just does like all this like awesome artwork and their wedding was just like, yeah, the coolest thing. Like, I was <laughs> like, Oh, I should not be at this wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it was really neat. Um, so you grew up in Virginia, is that correct? I grew up in D.C., yeah, in DC. Virginia. Okay. Yeah, I say D.C. to sound like more street and cool, but yeah, I grew yeah. up in the suburbs, like the very safe, like strip mall suburbs of, uh, of northern Virginia. Okay. Uh, were your parents in, in government at all? No, uh, my dad was a pilot. My dad flew okay. for uh, Eastern Airlines, which was, uh, you've never heard of that because you're too young, but uh, uh, Eastern Airlines was this... Um, you know, old airline that went out of business like mm-hmm. in the eighties, but mm-hmm. my dad flew for them for a million years and flew out of, um, what's now Reagan national airport, uh, uh, but was just national airport. So, so he had a little commute, uh, to work there and, um, yeah. And my mom, um, at that time my mom wasn't working. My mom later went to work for PBS and like, oh, cool. um, worked awesome. for, yeah, worked for those people. But, um, yeah, but, but I grew up just like, um, I feel like a lot of people that I've talked to, um, I feel like that sort of part of the world, just East Coast is similar, like to New Jersey, you know, it's just yeah, like suburbs, yeah, kind of all... just like bullshitty yeah. neighborhoods mm-hmm. and like, you know, um, it, it was not like, um, it was just like fine. It was like, you know, nice middle class, like I guess like upper middle class, but you know, I went to like a public school with like mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. And um, it was mixed, you know, it was probably mostly white people at my school at the time and then became more, um, there definitely like a mix of like a bunch of different races, um, uh, but became, I think now like heavily Asian. Okay. Um, I haven't uh-huh. been back to my school though, but I think it's become like a school for like, Asians, like just Asians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like I think it's like now it's like a tech DVD school, players. like a technology school oh, wow. or something. So yeah, you know, yeah. that's, that's the Asian yeah, people. Of course. You know, they're, they're so, you know, they beep boop, beep boop. <laughs> they're know, making the new that. iPhone yeah. right now. Yeah, of course. Um, and so, how would you categorize yourself as a young person? Uh, well, it's hard. I, I was thinking about that. Let me not eat this ice. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, teens. Um, I'm not really good at like reflecting on uh, on my own stuff, but um, sure. I think that um, I think that honestly, I just really wanted to be liked. I think, mm, and I still yeah. have that kind of problem. Like, I'm a middle child, and that's part of being a middle child. I think yeah. you just sort of. Um, you just want people to like you, you know, and you're sort right. of like the peacemaker or whatever. But I think the way I sort of approached that was trying to be funny. You know, I tried to yeah. be um, 
funny, um, you know, with my friends and, uh, but I wasn't like cool, funny, like now, like I feel like you got to remember this is way before the internet or mm-hmm. email, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. to like hang out with my friends. Like you had to call them on their landline. It land takes a lot line. of effort to yeah. Yeah. have yeah. friends. You just have to remember phone numbers. Yeah. You had to remember phone numbers and yeah. be like, okay, we're going to meet, let's get on our bikes and let's meet at the Seven yeah. Eleven. Uh, yep. you know, whatever. Um, so it took more work to like hang out with your friends. There wasn't like Facebook or anything like that. Yeah. And so your friends were, I, I think that, and still today, really, I think that you, you kind of choose your friends by their sense of humor. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, absolutely. That's sort of like how you, um, how you weed out people that you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, but I don't know. I, I, I just remember like, um, wanting to be liked and I, I, th- I think I was like, Somewhere in the, I wasn't like unpopular. I don't think like people like uh, hated me or anything. But I wasn't like good looking or popular mm. in that way. Like I, I right. was really good. Like I did, I, I didn't have sex at all in high school. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't drink. I didn't smoke weed. I didn't do any of that. I was like really good. Yeah. And um, tried to like for some reason I bought into this thing that um, my parents, like my dad, kind of like um, my my parents ended up um, getting divorced, but um, but when, when we saw a lot of our, our parents, and you know they they got along okay. It wasn't like a nightmare divorce or anything. But um, mm. but my dad kind of like blackmailed us a little bit. I have two brothers, mm. and my dad kind of told us like they, my parents were really worried about drugs. Like mm. I think in the eighties when I grew up, or you know like late seventies and eighties. That became a big thing about like saying no. Sure. Say like, no yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, I, and like there was a, a thing in the suburbs where I think that um, people really watch TV a lot and really buy into uh-huh. all that stuff. You know, like just yeah. you don't really question things. And so I feel like my parents were. That just seemed like a big deal that they were worried about us like drinking and uh-huh. like and doing drugs and stuff like that. They saw and the every, episode of Facts of Life where yeah. Katie gets a bong. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like freaked out. So my dad did this thing where um, uh, he told me and my brothers that if we didn't drink or or like do drugs when we were in high school, when we were eighteen, he would buy us any kind of car that we wanted. Oh, that nice. is a sweet That's deal. A yeah, sweet deal. sounds like a great deal, right? So we were like, oh, cool, you know. And we still like hung out with our friends. And I still like went to like every party and everything. But it, like me and like my couple of good like best friends, we were just like the guys. Like we just drove, you know. Like yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't part. We just didn't party, you know. Like uh, and people just kind of knew we didn't drink, and it wasn't a bit like I, I I was not. I didn't make a thing of it. Like I wasn't like oh, let me drive you home, bro. You know, yeah. try to finger some girl. You know, but, um, you know, it was just like that was my thing. I was just like kind of good, and then. Of course, when I turned 18, my dad was like, wait, 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 wait. I said, any car? I think I said, a car. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So, I got like a used like Honda Civic. You right, know. right. All that, all that drinking all, you could have yeah, been Yeah, I could have been like, I yeah, could have been taking LSD and partying. Yeah. And, all you uh, wanted was that Trans Am, but now All I wanted <laughs> was that black Trans Am with a dragon <laughs> yeah. on the hood. But, um, but yeah, so, so I was pretty good and I tried to like get good grades. Like my friends were... Um, my like the best friends that I hung around with um, were uh, were funny, cool guys, but like a couple of them were really um, doing great in school. Like mm-hmm. one of them was like head of the National Honor Society. Another one of them was like an Eagle Scout, mm-hmm. uh, and they, they were all, and the, another one was like the class, like the student body president. So they were yeah, just like really, yeah, they were like kicking yeah. ass and like. 
And so I kind of hung out with those guys, but I was not doing that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think I didn't see that as my thing. I just kind of wanted to like hang out and like fart around and like make jokes and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I hung out with those people and they weren't like out partying that much, you know? And, and, uh, and I think my mom and my dad were sort of like, yo, why don't you like, you should run for something. And I was like, it seems like a lot of work. Yeah. It's stupid. You know? Plus, all your friends are doing that anyway. Yeah, like and that. and then like what was really terrible. I remember my um, my senior year, my best friend at the one of my best friends had to kick me out of the National Honor Society. Whoa, yeah, because my yeah. grades. You had to pull you aside and be like, you had to be like, hey this man, is real awkward, man, you're not as smart as the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> you're out. You're still cool, man. We'll still hang out. Yeah, but. but I wish like now I look at people that are growing up, and it just seems like kids are just like way cooler than me. Like oh, I just absolutely. feel like, I feel like oh, they're man. so smart like they're they're um i mean they're they're infinitely smarter definitely because of like the internet and, mm-hmm. and everything that they're exposed to yeah but i feel like they're just like more creative and they're like fucking just cool like i see so many kids i feel like oh i didn't have that kind of cool musical taste you know no. i wasn't like i wasn't like making art i wasn't like going out i wasn't like going out and shooting like cool videos right. and stuff like that well it's so easy to do that stuff yeah now. yeah yeah you, you really had to like work to find cool stuff yeah, before right. the internet was a thing, uh, and like I actually got nervous because I'm like, kids dress like I would have killed to like have skinny jeans when I was yeah. Like, in high I just didn't have like, like, like I didn't have all I didn't have like yeah. any kind of style or like yeah. thing of like. And now when I look at people, even if they dress like dumb or it's like, oh, right. that's just stupid. Like, why are you trying so hard? I still got to give it up for someone that's like, nope, this is my look. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to dress like, you know, an old timey paper boy with, <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know, like I'm a steampunk dude. And then dude, it's like, and and I'm going to get all the pussy. Yeah. All because I'm just like, because I'm confident enough to be like, this is my look. You know, I didn't really have that. I was no. just like well, what's kind of everybody else wearing? Like, mm-hmm. what are my friends wearing? And I would kind of try to, like, go in the middle and, like, not really... Yeah, not really try to ruffle any feathers. Yeah, you know, and now when I look at people, I'm like, ah, oh, it would have been cooler just to be like, nope, I'm getting a tattoo on my face that says, fuck all, y'all, <laughs> you know? Uh, one time I saw a dude in the mall with sideburns tattooed where a sideburn should be. What? Like, that is fucking dedication <laughs> that, that is I'm questionable always going to that, <laughs> commitment to that, a lifestyle yeah that is that is commitment that's bad parenting really is yeah. what that's like oh you shouldn't have done that <laughs> or it was like a punishment for a very very harsh crime oh maybe, yeah where yeah. it's like all right instead He's of just got out of russian instead prison. of putting you rapists in jail we're just gonna tattoo sideburns on <laughs> yeah. your face yeah <laughs> Make face you live tattoo with man that's a decision i yeah. mean that is a yep we're i'm doing this, this. and you're also really I hate. I feel like a face tattoo. You're limiting the amount of money you're ever gonna make because yeah. there's some. Unless you're Mike Tyson. Yeah. yeah. That, well, even Mike Tyson. <laughs> but a... yes, unless you're like uh, you know in a band or something right. like. Uh, there's a lot. You know, or people a... at TCBY aren't gonna hire you. <laughs> they don't even have TCBY anymore. Those are um, references. Do they not have that anymore? I don't. I think that I was. Think they might. But it was, that was the a yogurt best store. Yogurt. Teens. It was a yogurt <laughs> store. You're not gonna get a job there with a face tattoo. There was a dude who worked at. <laughs> the record store in my town who uh you know i think he went through some rough times and he had on his forearm a tattoo of a nun using a dildo 
Nice. That also, like, you are really limiting what you can do in life. Yeah. Well, that yeah. was the name of his band was None Using, None a, using a Dildo. None just relaxing, and just <laughs> pleasuring herself. It's a beautiful thing, guys. A nun's got to live too. A yeah. nun's, you know, mm-hmm. she's still she's still a virgin. <laughs> yeah, you know? she's got to get it somewhere. She's still keeping her vows. When I when I was, uh, I guess I was probably in high school and probably a virgin. Uh, there was a. Uh, you know, like any, if there was a, a weird or shocking website out there, you knew about it because there weren't that many websites at that time. Are we time. talking like a lemon party kind of situation? Uh, I, I don't know when that really came around, but um, yeah, it was is kind of thing where it's Isn't like, lemon party just like one picture? Isn't that all yeah, that? Yeah, it's it, just dudes blowing each other. It's yeah, just it's old, old guys, guys getting sucked off by another old guy. Yeah. yeah. But I, I remember there was this one website, uh, and it was the store that sold. Like religious sex toys, what? like a baby <laughs> Jesus butt plug. Oh man! And it was like, oh like my a, god, a this crucifix exists. dildo and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's like now every third website sells those. So yeah. now it's like not That's all that. That's all Etsy is. Yeah, well, it's you Etsy. know. I also wonder about like, cause I didn't have, um, you know, the internet, like I said, and so pornography was way harder to come by. Oh yeah, yeah, and um. You know, I had a nose for pornography. Like, I could go, like, you know, with my friends, like, out in the woods, and I'd be like, (laughs) Yep. (laughs) What is that? Shut up, shut up. I think I I smell a penthouse, you know, like, from, like, a hundred yards out, you know, like, and you would just find, like, a fort that, like, some older kids had built, and you'd go and, like, make sure that they weren't in there, and you just fucking raid their stash of, yeah. like, porn. But that's, like, how I had to find porn. You, or you uh-huh. would, like, fish it out of the creek. Like, I remember, yeah. like, I remember finding, like, playboys in the creek and fishing them out and, like, drying them. Like, it, now... <laughs> like, like yeah. counterfeit bills. Yeah. 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 And, like, now it's just, like, you can't not see pornography. Yeah. You know? I know. It's really... It's, it's kind of unfortunate. There was something really special about, you know, finding porn. It was such, like, this rare gem. Oh. Where it's just like, oh, this or is like, the best day of my life. Yeah. Gauging your friend's dad to be like, wait a minute. He seems like he might be a little <laughs> sketchy. Maybe he has a porn tape hidden oh, somewhere. Oh, totally. Yeah. I remember like um, when I was like, uh, in, when I was in high school, there was a couple kids down the block that I would babysit. That's how I made money. Cutting grass uh-huh. and babysitting these kids. <laughs> there was like a couple families that I would babysit. And I don't think I was a very good babysitter. But, um, and this is why. Uh, like this family... <laughs> I just kind of had a hunch that like, yeah, this guy's got some porn stashed around here. So they would leave and the little kids were little. They'd go to bed and I'd be like, oh yeah. I would go in this dude's office and I'd be like, bingo. Yeah, we just find it like stashed behind a National Geographic yeah, magazine. Right, yeah. Or just a National Geographic magazine. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, but um, yeah, I just had a nose for that. I remember I, I, I could find, my dad had some Playboys before my parents got divorced and um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I found all his stuff and just like stole it, you know, and he, I would hide it like under the carpet in my oh, room man, and yeah. what's he going to do? Like be like, do you have my playboy? Yeah. Right. Right. That the, never happened. The worst day of my life was when I, I was, uh, probably like 14 and I was just like going through some boxes in my basement and I found like a blank VHS tape and I was like, what is this? And I brought it up to my mom. Like, what is this tape? She's like, I don't know. Let me ask your dad. Oh no. And he like took, he's like, it's. It's an adult video, and then like uh, I never saw it again. It's like if I just kept my mouth yeah. shut. Yeah, uh, in my parents' basement, I remember finding like a penthouse, but I never like moved it because I was like, I don't, I don't feel right. This is 
if that's my father's, I don't want to know what my father. <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's I, a weird thing. When yeah, you, when, you when you see what your father is aroused by, yes. you know. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. My dad uh, likes you know black women yeah. um, tied up and, and yeah. Um, I remember one time we also found uh, a VHS tape uh, for a film called Rain Woman. And Rain uh, Woman. like a classic. Rain Woman. And myself and my, my brother Scott, we, you know. It Wait, was, is, there, is there an autistic character in it? Like, <laughs> she's autistic and she no, squirts. No, it was, it, was, it, was it was a squirt. It was a squirt. Oh, I thought it was I a like play that they, Rain they left out that she's autistic. Yeah, I, I, from what I remember, the plot was like. We've got. We found this woman, and she's this crazy squirter, and we're gonna make her. You know, something. And she's like that. great at blackjack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's really crazy. And Schwarzenegger crazy. happened to be in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, um, she, and so it was the kind of thing where like my brother and I would just like kind of joke about it. It was never like kind of a thing where it's like bored, woo. But when my when my brother and I were in college. He found in a store Rain Woman fourteen. <laughs> so they went with the series. They, what? Wow. Yeah, they made fourteen of those at least. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Now. We met a girl out here in LA that uh, doing this other comedy show where she said that um, she was a porn actress and she was in a movie called Come on My Tattoo Two. <laughs> oh, nice! Not the first one, the second one. Come on My Tattoo Two, and I thought like, all right, that's. Pretty cool. That's great. Come on, my t- um, The other thing two. that I remember, just going back to high school for a second, like uh, I don't know what you guys, if you dealt with this at all, but like I had terrible acne. Like oh, I, yeah, yeah. like my face, it wasn't I, you know, terrible, but there were problems. It probably, maybe I'm exaggerating, like in my mind, but to me, it felt like you know, you're just so aware of that. Yeah. You know? And and the bad news is, teens, it doesn't really change. Like I, no. my face still breaks out. I'm like, really. I'm like yeah. in my 40s. Like this is, it but, does not get better. Yeah, but at the time though, that's when teens are also really mean people and yeah. will point out any yeah. imperfection you and have also, on your face. I feel like I would only get pimples on key points of my face, like the very tip of, the tip of my nose yeah. or like right in the crevice of your, like in your nostril area. Yeah. Oh, a pimple in your nostril too. That's the worst. That's I the just worst. had that. I And I'm oh. in my 40s. Yeah. I just had that. <laughs> But um, Life's not but, fair. but that kind of thing, like I remember that being, you know, it just like it really impacts your the way you feel mm-hmm. about yourself mm-hmm. and the way that you feel that people are seeing you, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember, I remember like that being on my mind, and um, and then finally, like my mom, I think when I was like this, is probably like my senior year, my mom was like, well, if you, because my mom would like take me to the dermatologist, and they didn't have anything back then, no. mm-hmm. but then they came out with this like crazy drug, which I think they still like you know market a lot which is called accutane which is mm-hmm. this crazy drug where if like if you're pregnant it says on the <laughs> bottle like if you if you're pregnant and you touch this pill like your baby's going to be like destroyed like it's but cra- blemish free yeah yeah your baby will never get acne but so then i it took won't even that have a chance. yeah so then i took that drug and then like that cleared up my face and, and but now i think it like fried my sperm right right right, right. 
Your sperm um, are all swimming in circles. Yeah, and now I just see my... When my sperm comes out, it's just like red. It's just like... <laughs> oh, it's just, I'll show you. Here, give me a second. <laughs> oh, it's like ketchup. <laughs> um, so were you a performer at all in school? Did you do plays or drama? No, or you know, um, I didn't... Uh, I think I did like um, maybe a couple like um, talent show things, you know, uh, like something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but, what, was your, um, what were your talents? Well, I'm going to have to remember now that I say that. I think I did like a, uh, like a comedy... Oh, this is embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yeah, it's, it's all just shitty. Oh, of course. But uh, but 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 to answer your question, no, I wasn't like I didn't have the um, the commitment to do like any sort of real drama, you know. Yeah. And in improv back then, I didn't even know what improv was. Uh-huh. Sure. And um, but yeah, I think I did in a couple talent shows. I think I did like some funny like raps. You probably terrible. Oh my god! If somebody had oh god, a tape if of someone. That. If someone has a tape of that, I will find them and have them assassinated. <laughs> like, it would just be so brutal. Um, when I, when I was a um, like in elementary school, we did for some reason there were like talent shows like every Friday during lunch. It was really yeah, strange. N- there's not that much talent in this yeah, school. No, it was like they were trying to turn it into like fame, but yeah. with terribly untalented people. And I remember I did a a lip sync and like dance thing with a my best friend at the time, Paul, to. Um, Weird Al's The White Stuff. <laughs> Fuck you. Weird Al would Weird be Al. flattered. Yeah. Oh, God. That's another thing. Like, I've, you know, met him and he's done yeah. our show and, mm-hmm. and, and, and become friendly with him. And uh, and he's just the nicest guy. But Absolutely. if you had told me in high school that I would one day be friends with right? Weird Al, yeah. I would have killed myself. Um, <laughs> that's don't it. don't kill yourself. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be friends with this person I really admire. I just no way. Kill I can't handle that. I gotta kill myself. Uh, when did you start doing improv? That, that was, um, that not was until, until later, I was right? so late to all this. Like I didn't. Not even in college. Like yeah. I didn't even do you know any of that. Like so, let's say I did like a couple talent shows in high school or something like that. And then maybe in college did like a, a you know a thing or two like that like a jokey talent show type uh-huh. thing, yeah. but not really. Um, didn't do any performing really, and then um, not until I moved to New York. Like like mm-hmm. you know I was so late to all this. I was twenty six years old and then moved to New York. Mm-hmm. And um, if there's one thing I could go back and do differently, I would just have started way earlier. I say that all the like every time every day I say that like I wish I would have done improv when I was 18 instead of I think I did it when I was like 27 also yeah, yeah I started I'm, so late yeah I'm 30 and I'm like maybe I should try it <laughs> <laughs> well I feel that way about like stand-up you know like yeah. like I've never yeah. really committed to doing stand-up I do sort of a version of stand-up where you know I can fill some time and like tell some stories and um and do some bits um I I kind of have a problem with for me I don't feel comfortable like committing to like just the um, the standupiness of standup. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. for, like for me, just because so many people do that so well, yeah. I feel like, well, what would I do that would be different? So when I kind of look at standup, I think like, well, I, I if I do it, I want to do something different. Like, so that's why I always sort of fall back on like bits or sort of sure. uh, like weird characters mm-hmm. or stuff like that, which I feel good about. Like, I feel fine doing that. But um, but you know, it would also be fun to like really just commit to just writing straight stand up and doing that. The problem that I have sometimes is that um, I have a hard time remembering stuff, yeah. you know, and it just takes repetition, you know, and and, and in, a, in a way, um, improv has screwed that up because improv makes you fall in love with like the next thing. What's yep, the next sure. thing? Yep. What's yeah. the next thing? 
And, um, and so to commit to stand up, to really like work material and really yeah. get it tight and great, um, sometimes is a little bit, uh, counterintuitive to your training as an improviser. You I was know? about to say that exactly. It's like, it's tough to say the same things over and over again yeah. when you're so used to just being mm-hmm. in the moment. Well, I get worried too. This is a dumb thing too. Cause it's not, I don't think it's legit, but I get worried sometimes doing standup that like, Oh, have people here heard me do this before? Yeah. Even if I've done it twice, you know, I'm like, Oh no, this is, I hope no one here has seen me do this. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, There's right. millions yeah. and millions and millions of people like, no, the odds are people have not seen it, you know, yeah. but or they um, don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny the second time, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. But, um, yeah. So I think about that, but, um, uh, yeah, but so going back to what you said, I just wish I had started way earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, just like writing sketches, writing stand up. Because, yeah. you know, people always say, like, what should I do? What, you know, people, um, a lot of people always want advice about, like, how do I get into this? What do I do? And my sort of go to thing to people, and I stand by this, is like, move to New York. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, like, go to New York because you have so many opportunities in New York to get up on stage and perform. Yeah. And um, and collaborate with other people, you know. It, even if it's if it doesn't matter if it's improvising, it mm-hmm. could just be sketch. It could be yeah. shooting videos or whatever. It's just easier to hook up with people and and, and, and you think and New York try over, stuff out. over L.A. Well, that's just my advice because uh, I feel like L.A. is um, a little heartbreaking if you don't have a certain amount of momentum, you know, yeah. like um, it's, it's hard to get people to pay attention. It's hard to get people to pay attention. Whereas in New York, you can really try and fail and you can get up and get up. And, and there's so many shows in New York where you can just kind of like, um, figure out what, what it is that you do well and yeah. then build a following from there, you know? And, but you know, I could be wrong. I mean, a, a lot of people come to LA all the time and do well here. I just, for me, it made sense to wait until we had like Human Giant was already going, and then yeah. that kind of brought us out here and and kind of helped us get going in LA. But um, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. When you started taking improv classes, was was that at UCB? Yeah, and that was like I said, I was like twenty six years that old. That was probably right at the beginning. Of it was at the very beginning. Yeah. It was like uh, they didn't even have a theater yet. You know, yeah. at that time it was um, uh, it was Amy Poehler and Matt Walsh and Matt Besser and Ian Roberts, and they were just teaching classes at this. Um, at this like little place that they rented on 17th street called solo arts. Yeah. And so they would teach classes on the weekends and then they would do their show, their big improv show ass cat on Sunday yep. nights. And yeah. so my roommate at the time, uh, is this guy, Mike Henry, who, uh, wrote on family guy and created Cleveland and did oh, the yeah, Cleveland yeah, yeah. show and all that. So Mike was my roommate and he was like, Oh, you should go see this improv show. I heard it's really good. It's these guys from Chicago. And I was like, well, I don't even know. I didn't even know what improv was. And so yeah, I was yeah. like, all right. So I went and watched this show and it was in, I've told this story before, but it just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It literally changed the way that <laughs> my life was going. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's what I want to do. Sure. Right. That's what I want to do. You know, and because this show was, and I don't even remember specifics of the show, but it was people like um, Tina Fey was in the show, mm-hmm. Adam McKay was in the show, um, Brian Stack was in the show, John Glazer was in the show, um, Brian McCann. It was all these Chicago improvisers that yeah. had come to New York and were, I just, it literally changed the course of my life. And, and not to over play it or whatever but i was like oh wait there's a world there and there's a way where i can be funny with other people yeah and 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 do sketches but i'm just making them up and then they go away and then yeah. those sketches go away never yeah. to be seen again and i was like i gotta do this 
And so I started taking classes and I was fucking awful. I was terrible. <laughs> and, uh, and, but the, the thing that I did was I told myself like, as long as I'm not the worst person yeah. in class, I'll just force myself to keep going. And I would get so nervous. Like I would sit there in oh, class yeah. and I would just feel nauseous. I would feel nauseous, like so nervous about like getting up there and doing a class and, um, and, the but, but splatters, yeah, that's what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> and I would, and I would, um, but that was the deal that I, I thought like, if I'll, if I can just keep going, if I'm not the worst person and thankfully there was like, you know, maybe one other person that was shittier than me <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm going to keep going, keep going. But, um, and the people in my class were, um, you know, it was all these people. It was like, um, Rob Riggle, Paul Shear, uh-huh. Ed Helms, uh, Rob Cordry, um, you know, there's all these guys that have gone on to do, um, you know, uh, big things, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so we all became fast friends and like, um, uh, Owen Burke too. And, and, you know, a lot of people. And then, and then right after us, it was all these other guys, Brett Gelman, John Daly, yeah, yeah. um, guys that are still doing it, you know? And, but we all became like fast friends and it just became this little, sort of like movement you know mm-hmm. at that time and 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 there were there were a lot more people that i'm that i'm forgetting and not mentioning but it was just um it was cool and we didn't know at the time now looking back it seems like oh that was like a really um um uh that was like the beginning of like this whole movement you know yeah, but sure. we didn't know that we were just like uh we were just trying to figure out if we could make a living like is there a way mm-hmm. to make money doing this and mm-hmm. there's not <laughs> there's, no, no, no. there's not like um but you know you just have to like really scrape uh scrape it together and then and then to bring things around like what 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 really helped me out was doing commercials like, yeah. like once i got a commercial agent and was able to do commercials then i was able to like okay cool i can quit my day job and i can just kind of do this you at, know at that point what was your day job well i had a job um i was um it sounds great but it wasn't exactly where i wanted to be i was i was field producing for different shows okay. at that time okay. i had bullshitted my way into a couple of um field producing jobs again only because i didn't have the courage to be in front of the camera like yeah. i i came mm-hmm. into this so through the back door you know i was like oh if i could bullshit my way into a tv job and and at first i was like a pa on different shows in new york and um and and uh i got a job working at this this channel called the outdoor life network and it was all like you know fishing and hunting and, and yeah. bike mountain yeah. biking and stuff like that but it was to me it was cool because it was like i like that sort of stuff also and um and it was a job in TV and then gradually I was able to make enough contacts where I could jump over onto some comedy shows oh, and that's great. some friends of mine put in a word for me at like the Daily Show and so I was able to freelance at the Daily Show for oh, a great. little bit and then from that I got to work for Michael Moore um, for a while for about a year on a show that he was doing cool. and, and all of that just really helped me get in on that you know, just my foot in the door and like yeah. that world. But again, I really wanted to be in front of the camera. I didn't know how to do it. So I was, I was taking improv classes and writing sketches with my friends and performing at night and then doing that in the daytime. And then yeah. once I got to do commercials, I was able to go to those TV jobs and say like, okay, I no longer have to um, go and produce for someone else. I can, I can do these commercials and then I can like work on my own stuff. You yeah. Know? And that kind of really changed everything. Mm-hmm. That's super inspiring actually. Um, in, when you went in college, did you go for like TV production? Man, or? I wanted to, if we had something like that, I went to Clemson in South Carolina, uh-huh. which was uh, which was great. I loved it. 
uh, I, and I loved everyone there, but they didn't have anything like that at the yeah. time. The only thing that I could think of that was close, I really thought, and again, I just didn't have the balls to admit to myself what I wanted to do. So at that time, I thought, well, I'll work in advertising. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, All right. I think I can be funny. I think if I can write funny commercials, that would be amazing. You yeah, know? right. So That's how a would great I do that? Too. Yeah, that yeah. would seem like that would seem great. So. I took, um, I was a marketing major because I thought like, well, that was, we didn't even have advertising. Uh, Like it was marketing. So I thought like, okay, if I could work, if I could be a marketing person and then work for an ad agency on like the account side and then Mm. somehow bullshit my way and switch over the creative side. Like I had all these plans of how I was going to try to be creative. Right. And, but what I hadn't admitted to myself is that I really wanted to be in front of the camera. I wanted to be the funny person in the commercials, you know, like that's what I wanted to do, but that seemed impossible, you know? And so it took me just forever to, to admit it to myself. So I I feel, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm droning on and on. No, no, no. I think think this is all really good stuff. Um, I just like, if I could, (laughs) if I could, the only thing I would tell young people, there's probably no, you know, I don't know who listens to this. But uh, our moms, ju- yeah, it's, it's my mom. <laughs> sorry, and my I t- dad. talked about dad's porn. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I said that my sperm was bloody. <laughs> um, but just like you know, it's easier said than done. But like, just have the nuts to admit to yeah. yourself what you really want to do, you know, and yeah. like. Uh, there's so many people that want to do what we what we are doing. You know, people want to work in comedy. People want to write comedy, and it's hard. It is really hard. But like, it, you're not gonna know unless you try, and unless sure. unless you say like, okay, I'm gonna take a year and I'm gonna do this. Like, I'm gonna try to do this. And yeah, you do have to do shitty jobs. Like, you yeah. know, I had to do mm-hmm. other jobs that I didn't really want to be doing. You know, even though they were like kind of cool jobs in New York, it was like. Um, it wasn't exactly what I wanted to be doing, you know, and it wasn't until like I was able to just perform a lot at night and mm-hmm. then and then commit to that and then somehow get a commercial agent, you know, and th- that was just I took a class and it was like me and like Manzukis, mm-hmm. me and Jason Manzukis uh-huh. and like Jessica St. Clair. And, and we they're we, great. Yeah. And we them. took that we took this commercial class in New York that this um, this casting friend of ours was teaching. And the whole deal was at the end of that class, um, they brought some commercial agents. And I was like, oh. what? How are we going to, you know, so then that's how we got commercial agents. Oh. And like, and that's just how we so, got. So those classes actually aren't complete bullshit. Some of them are, man. I yeah. don't know. Like a lot of them probably are. The right There's a lot of acting classes yeah. and audition classes that are a scam. I'm sure mm-hmm. that that isn't <laughs> a whole sub industry, you know, especially here in L.A., but we were lucky that the ones that we took, the, the, these couple classes in New York, um, weren't scammy, you know, yeah. and they, they brought legit agents, you know, and so that's how we got our commercial agents. And then that just allowed us to sort of like, okay, great. So now I can, I can get a commercial and then I'm good for like a couple months, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, on your craft. yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, a, a lot of people, it's different for everybody. You know, a lot of people have to like, you know, wait tables and do stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, I did mm-hmm. things like that too. But um, So was there a reason why you said you went to Clemson? Yeah. Is there a reason why you went there? You know. It's not um, like it's. It was no, it wasn't. No, my, my mom is from South Carolina and okay. we had moved down to South Carolina when my parents got divorced and my older brother had been there. I have an older oh, okay. brother and a younger brother. And uh, my older brother went there and I'd gone down there a lot to visit him. And I just liked it. Everyone was really cool and mm-hmm. like I, I liked it. Um, uh, I hadn't thought about what I wanted to study. You know, mm-hmm. it had a. <laughs> it was just like college is a thing. Yeah, it just seemed school. like it was a we fun go, town. Man. It was like it's like the, it's like a small little college town. There's nothing else around there. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just a small little college town, and it seemed like a 
fun place. It had a, you know, it was a good school. They had like a good, you know, they had, you know, a good academic program. They had a good football team at the time. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I was excited about that. And, um, and I thought, well, I'll figure out what I want to do, you know, but it seemed like th- this was like a, a, a good place for me. I just felt comfortable there. And academically, it seemed like it was pretty good and, and I could figure out something to do. Um, I had applied to like UVA and got, mm-hmm. and got waitlisted there and like Wake Forest and I got waitlisted there and North Carolina didn't get into North Carolina. And, uh, and I don't know why I didn't even look beyond that. Like, why didn't I go to NYU? Right, if right, I could right, do right. it again, I would have gone to NYU probably. No offense, Clemson. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, just to like get to faster where I wanted to go. Yeah. Really. But it's hard. You just don't know it. When you're young, you just like, you don't fucking know what you want to do until you try it. And then you try it and you're like, I don't know. This is impossible. You yeah, know, and it does. And it, and it is impossible. It's really impossible. It's so hard to do. I mean, even now, like, I always think, I mean... I live with my girlfriend. I'm always talking to my girlfriend about how this town is just brutal. It's so yeah. brutal. It's, yeah. It just doesn't ever give you any sort of like encouragement at all. You don't yeah. get it. And like people always say to me like, oh, you know, I love it when people say like, you guys are really nice to be like, oh, you're on everything. I'm not on fucking everything. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine. Like I don't, I don't worry about money. I work enough to, to not worry that much about money or anything. But like you do think about like, well, what am I going to do like because, you know, it's always the next thing. It's like, well, yeah. what am I going to do? What is mm-hmm. the next thing? You know, no one is, you're never, ever set. You it's, know? Hard, it's hard to get comfortable, I guess. You don't ever get comfortable. You don't. So you have to become comfortable with not being comfortable. Sure. You have yeah, to become sure. comfortable with the fact that there is no net. There is no net at all. The only yeah. thing I know for sure is that I can fall back on, I know that I can write and produce funny shit that mm-hmm. I can, that I, you know, I know that I can go out with my friends and I can make funny shit and, mm-hmm. and enough people, um, will hopefully give me an opportunity to get something on the air somewhere, you know, yeah. but that, even that said, like, that's not guaranteed. Like I wrote a show last year for FX mm-hmm. and it was a funny pilot, you know, and I thought like, Oh cool. You know, hopefully this will get on. That didn't get picked up. You know, I've written a bunch of pilots for, um, for networks, you know, that's impossible. Those never oh, go. Yeah. Those never, yeah, ever go. Yeah. And even if they do, they're canceled. Yeah, they're like, canceled. Right. I mean like if the, they're clever at all, yeah. then if it's at all what you like, what the, what you uh. guys, would think is funny what people listening to this would think are cool or funny that's not gonna fucking get on tv yeah yeah, yeah. you know like uh, you know shows that are cool i mean it's so rare you know there's a handful like you know new girl happy endings right um you know there there you know there's some show and you know how i met your mother there's some there's some good funny people on good funny network shows um, but by and large, like it's for, it's not for this audience right. that's listening. It's now for, it's like, like, what can we put Brad Garrett in? Yeah. yeah look, yeah. look, like, look, look, look at the median watch. age for network television. Right. Like sure. those ages are like 54, 52, 51. Sure. It's made for people that are like, you know, putting their kids to bed or and folding laundry, folding the laundry. Time, they're just yeah. like, and they have it on in the background, yeah. you know, yeah. I think that's why FX and like adult swim and like these deep cable things are so amazing. Cause they do allow stuff that's actually good and actually takes for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, and still, even then it's like such a limited, it's, it's really, you know, and those guys know that, you know, those guys know yeah. mm-hmm. that, um, they're doing something, uh, different and that, that it is hard comedy central too. It's like, yeah. it's not easy to get a show on television. You know, like I can, 
I can think of a million ideas and I can go out and shoot these things, but like there is no guarantee, you know, but like you see a really funny show like like I was watching Nathan for you last night. Oh my god, it's brilliant. So funny. It's so great. It's so well done. And you're just like, that's great. This yeah. guy, yeah. you know, um, has been doing this for a while, making funny videos like mm-hmm. in Canada and you wrote on some other shows and then, um, you know, went and did this and executed it really well and had, mm-hmm. I'm sure, good writers and good directors that work for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, you know, he's doing a really funny thing that no one else thought of and executed to that degree. You yeah. know, and it's great. Um, so, but it's not easy, you know, you just have to think of ideas that no one else has done and do Mm -hmm. it well, but yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. So I never feel in this business, I never feel comfortable. I never feel like, uh, oh, I can just Mm -hmm. chill. Like you just, so, so, I mean, obviously you've been doing so much stuff in comedy, whether it's been TV shows or, or in movies and things like that. Uh, so when you got onto the descendants, was it like, you know, maybe I could have, a at least part of my career or maybe the future of my career being in, you know, dr- more dramatic stuff or was it like, um, that just kind of happened. That and, just really happened. You uh, know, like, um, um, I, I was really lucky, you know, and yeah, yeah I would love to do more stuff like that. You yeah. know, that's, um, I mean, that was a tiny part in a great movie, yes. you know, I mean, I, I really love that movie and yeah. I love Alexander Payne and obviously mm-hmm. Clooney and, and everyone in that movie is amazing. Um, but yeah, that, I got that from auditioning, from going in, they didn't know who I was. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not, you know, like he was not on anyone's radar at all. Um, Alexander Payne uses the same guy to cast all of his movies. And, um, and I originally went in for, um, the, uh, the other part for the boyfriend part for the, oh, guy, the, the, the Matthew, Matthew Lillard, Lillard part. Yeah. yeah. And so I went in for that part and, um, and you know, I was a huge Alexander Payne fan and really wanted to do something in the movie. So you know, I really worked on that part a lot and went in and did it. And, uh, and the guy that's, that casts his movies is also a great casting director. There, uh-huh. there are a lot of casting directors that, that just kind of videotape you and then put you on tape. Mm-hmm. This guy was really like a director, like really good and like could really sort of help you with your performance and had the, um, the patience to do that and give yeah. you notes and everything. Mm. So, I, so I read for that part, and then he was like, "Why don't you hang out for a little bit, read this other part, huh. and then and then do that." And so then, so I took a few minutes and read this other part, and yeah, it just got lucky. And again, it's a small part, uh, but it's a great movie, and yeah, I was really lucky to be lucky to be a part of it. Um, yeah. So if if that. Um, if that uh, could open the door to other things, like why would I ever say no to uh, to an opportunity? You know, sure. That's the thing that's so funny is like you do, and I've done a lot of shitty movies, and I'm the first one to admit <laughs> it. Um, but what's funny, whenever someone shits on you for doing a shitty movie or a shitty TV show, I instantly know that they know nothing about this yeah, business. Absolutely. They don't know anything about it because you have to make a living. You have absolutely, to make a living. Yeah. And certainly you don't go into something thinking this is going to be shitty. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, like yeah. you don't, you go into it with, um, with great expectations. You think like maybe somehow this is going to be good. Yeah. You know, well, I think people don't understand how hard it is to make a good movie. They don't. Yeah. They, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to make a good yeah. movie. So much can go wrong. Yeah. The, the writing is really hard. The directing uh-huh. is so hard. The acting, the editing, there's so many things that have to come together. Yeah. Right. So you just don't, as an actor, it is really hard to turn down work. Now that's not to say that like, I don't turn down stuff. You read a lot of stuff and you can tell sometimes 
from looking at the script and from looking at what maybe these people have done before, like, oh, this is too risky. I don't know mm. anything about these people. Yeah. This is like an indie, 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 indie. These people have never done anything. So that's sometimes scary. And I've done those. You know, I've done yeah. a bunch of those. And sometimes they turn out good. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they just go away. They just go away, you know. But so, so but like a studio movie that's going to get out there, that's going to get released – People that shit on you or shit on me on Twitter or whatever, Uh like, I don't care because, like, you just have to make a living. You have to keep going. And the thing is, is that the studio might look, it's not my movie. I'm not the star of that movie. If I can show up and be funny in that movie, if the movie is shitty, like, I'm not the lead of that movie. Uh You know, like, if I'm funny, what do I care? The people that go to that movie and they're like, oh, that guy was funny in it, you know, and guess what? The studio people are like, oh, you know what? That guy did that other movie. He was funny in that. Let's give yeah. him a bigger part in this movie. Sure. You know? I think people also don't understand that just because you're on TV or in a movie doesn't mean you're a millionaire. Right. Oh, people not who, at all. People who are, you know, live in places that don't have enter- like really booming entertainment industries are like, you know, you're you you're not a rich person just because you're on TV. So you not have to keep, at, yeah. Wow, and also, it's all. like you you have to do what people would think are the shitty movies in order to be able to survive, so that you can do things like Children's Hospital or you know stuff that totally. Is more and Children's Hospital you. is super cool, but yeah. no one makes any money yeah. on that show. Right. If I told right. you how much money that people get paid, you would be like, "What? How <laughs> do they do that?" I mean, literally, like Megan Mullally and Henry Winkler, they're doing that. Because they love Cordry and they love the uh, cast and they yeah. love the scripts and but all of us, Mal and Ackerman too, like in Aaron Hayes and Lake, right. they they're not making any money. You know, it's like you do it because it's a cool thing to do, and like yeah. that's why Megan Mullally does not need to work. She no. was on <laughs> Will and Grace for a million years. She does she does cool projects and cool movies with her husband Nick Offerman. Yeah, and they do those cool movies because they're cool and they're yeah. and they they're at a, a point in their career where they can pick and choose and do like the smart, cool, funny projects. But you have to um, do like a certain amount of crap work, you Absolutely. know, like you have to just, sure. so you can't say no to some things. And, and, uh, that's what people don't understand, you know, yeah. especially as an actor, as a performer, they're just, it's, there aren't enough, um, big paying gigs, you know, and the money doesn't, um, especially today, it's not what you think it is. Yeah. Now you think people just think like, Oh, they are set for life. Yeah. No, they're not. The amount of people that are set for life, it is few and far between. Yeah. You have to have been on a network show that was on. You have to be on Will and Grace you, for eleven yeah, years. You have to have been on a network show that was that is now in syndication. Yeah. If you if that if you've been moment. on a show that had a hundred episodes and in syndication, you're okay to yeah. coast for a while, you know. But yeah. most everyone else, yeah. you got even movies like you got to keep doing movies. You know, that's, that's why Brian Cranston can do Breaking Bad because yeah. he was on Malcolm in the Middle. Absolutely, yeah. two hundred episodes, and, whatever. I, I mean, Eric and I, we both uh, produce reality shows and sometimes I'll check to see like the premiere of a show that I did that I thought like oh this is really cool I'm gonna see how it did and then it's it's like like and then it's yeah but 500,000 people watched it or something sometimes like that but other times it's just like oh so like 19 different reruns of Friends beat us yeah Yeah, and that show's been off the air forever (laughs) yeah and God bless them. Yeah. God bless them. And then I come home yeah. and fall asleep to friends on the TV. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but that is the American dream. I mean, yeah. that is why traffic is so bad in L.A. Because everyone came here <laughs> hoping, hoping, hoping that they could do that. That yeah. they might be so that person. 
And that Sweet. is like the American dream. Like yeah. it's a weird American dream that they could do that. It, but uh, oh, you have something to say? No, no, go on. I I'm sorry too. I feel like if no, anyone's cool. listening no, to this, we're going to reel this back in. Yeah, soon. I'm sorry. I feel like beneficial stuff. No, I feel like I got way off on no, like, no, 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 lecturing totally about fucking. I don't know anything. I, We've by got the way, plenty of hard drive space. We could talk for as long. Let me footnote this with like I don't know shit about shit. Like like do your own thing. Oh, I was going to say I think people who are mean on Twitter to actors and to whoever uh, for being in something don't understand that there's a whole, yeah, there's a whole process. Like Matthew Weiner didn't just come out with Mad Men. He wrote on like Becker first and like yeah. shit like that. Like there's a whole arc that people go through yeah, to get I, to the good stuff. Yeah. By the way, being mean on Twitter, who fucking cares? Yeah, who fucking, I don't yeah, care. I mean like, you know, usually that's someone that's like, they want you to respond to them yeah, and like, they're just trying to get attention. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So who cares about that? But, um, but yeah, you're right. It's like, you know, all of these people that like, uh, it, it very rarely are, it, do you blow up overnight. Like, yeah. you know, it's that's someone, if you create a show, if you're a writer, writing is so hard. Writing is the fucking hardest thing, I think, in the world. Yeah. And, uh, and if, if you write and create a show that's successful, like, you've written a bunch of uh-huh. stuff yeah, that was yeah. terrible, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm terrible because when I write, like, I look at stuff that I write and I just try to finger bang it. I'm like, oh no, this scene isn't good. Like as I'm going where the, I, I think the way you should write is just like, just diarrhea it out and yeah, just get it so out and go back and then yeah. rework it and rework it. But like, you know, I'm so self-conscious about it and so worried about anyone else seeing it, that it sucks. Like, so yeah, I, yeah, I write the wrong way for sure. Did you, did you do any writing when you were a kid? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I wrote like, um, I'm sure I wrote like stories and like, you know, book reports and stuff like that. I think I, you know, wrote in like creative writing classes Uh and stuff like that, but But I didn't like, uh, I didn't have cool, you know, there weren't blogs then there weren't like, there weren't cool things like that, that anyone would see. Like, that's the Mm -hmm. thing now is that is so mind blowing to me is that you can have an audience and be in, you know, Orlando. You know, you yeah, can be. And yeah. I don't know why I always pick Orlando to. Go <laughs> no, after. shout out Orlando. But um, you could be there. But you know, you can be anywhere in the world and just like, and and if you're good, it, like that's the thing is like, if you are good, if you get good at writing, if you get good at comedy, if you get good at whatever, it will find an audience. Yeah. Like the people that are like. How do I do this? How do I do this? Just keep doing it. Just keep, you mm-hmm. have to just make shitty stuff shitty and it gets less shitty. And then the next one is less shitty. Like, yeah. and then finally it's like, oh, that's actually kind of good. And then it starts to like catch on and then it starts mm-hmm. to find an audience. Yeah. But you can have an audience now with the internet. Like, I didn't have that. You know, I didn't know, you know, I, I wouldn't know how to find an audience, you know, back mm-hmm. then, like writing and getting people to see that or sketches. Yeah. Like, where would I do that? Um, hey, do you want to read some? Please, yeah. yeah I'm so sorry. No, it's, I apologize please. for That's cool. fucking talking about hey, myself. No, I think it's all all good for people. It's it's really interesting. This one is one that the teens should listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Because they know that they could have found porn in the woods at one time. In yeah, That's and for all the other reasons. Um, so yeah, we got some questions from uh, from the internet from some teenage girls. Looks these like. are questions like, that were for us or no, or th- no these we are just took, general teen of, if these questions. teens knew that we were talking about this stuff, they would probably have heart attacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, They'd have adorable teen heart attacks. It's so, yeah. it's so cute. It's yeah. a real problem these days. Teenage <laughs> obesity. So this one is from a 14 year old girl. Uh, I need help trying to find out what this fortune cookie means. 
I went out to eat with my brother on a Friday afternoon at a Chinese buffet, and I got a fortune cookie that read, Things are only impossible until they are not. I never understood what it meant, but I want to find out. Read it one more time what the fortune says. Things are only impossible until they are not. All right. Oh. Well, first of all, classic 14-year-old question. <laughs> 14-year-olds are the only ones that think fortune cookies mean yeah. something. <laughs> that is a... Also, that's not a fortune. That's just no. like, hey, no. that's just, just keep real. trying. There are about 20 different fortunes, and they are all out there, yeah. and they don't mean anything, and the fact that you got it Means nothing. Means nothing. And sometimes you mean you nothing. Your your fortune means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's take a look at what that fortune is. So things are impossible. Things are impossible until, until they, they are aren't. Not. I think it's kind of what we were talking about in a way. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is sort of. Yeah, it's like about. you could never think in a million years that you could be friends with the Fonz yeah. oh until you're friends with the Fonz. I yeah, exactly. thought that was impossible. Um, yeah. But yeah, there, what's the other one that's like uh, people that say people that say how impossible things are should get out of the way of those that are doing it. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. People yeah, that say yeah, how yeah. difficult things are should get out of the way of those that are actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, things are impossible until... Rent the blind side. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, you know, that'll show you. And, um, and a lot of things are impossible. I would... It, oh, God, it's so easy to give advice that I don't take. <laughs> yeah. I love... I, that's, that's like my... That- is there like any my, other kind of advice? Is there a podcast that we can do where it's just giving advice that I don't take that <laughs> yes. I want other people to take? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I think that your attitude about shit... Because things are impossible. It's really hard, you know? But but if you, if you just uh, have a good attitude about it and you also, I would say, find other people that are trying to do the impossible. It's really hard to do stuff by yourself. Yeah, you I, I do know that. Do I know that for a fact. It's really hard to do stuff by yourself because it's discouraging. You get so discouraged and you can think of a million reasons why this will never work. Yeah. Oh, this will never yeah. work. Yeah. But if you get people around you that are like, wait a second, that is a good idea. And like doing stuff with other people. Yeah. Is is way better. It's way better. And we're all such like positive reinforcement junkies that like it does take that one person to be like, no, that's a good idea. You're yeah. Like, oh, it is a good idea. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I had an idea for a movie the other day that I was talking to my friend about, and he and I, and I was like, I don't know. This is probably a really dumb idea. It seems really hard. And he was like, that's the best idea I've heard in five years. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, all right, well, maybe there's something there. But, uh, but yeah, I, you need encouragement from other people. So I yeah. think you got to, if you can, it's hard like if you're doing stand-up or whatever. But, you know, in stand-up, there's a community now. I think that it used to be, I always envisioned stand-up as being like really cutthroat and like yeah. every man for himself. And it is to some degree. But I think that, that that's even changed now. And I think there is... Um, a real community there and 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 I see that out here in LA and, and I'm friends with a lot of stand-ups but um yeah I just think you need to collaborate with other people if you can yeah. and it's just it just helps you out right. and also I find that the person who believes wholeheartedly in themselves are usually the biggest assholes you know yeah I mean? yeah like they're usually the biggest dicks <laughs> absolutely yeah. right, what's uh, the next question this question I think is one of the most stereotypical teenage girl questions is it about my period uh, no, 
I wish. About your What's period? What's up with Rob? About my period. Why do I still red. have my period? Um, why did this guy do this? A guy went to give me a high five and miss my hand on purpose and smack my butt. He didn't do it hard enough, though. It was gentle. What does it mean? That is How old is this girl? 17. All right, well, she's being sexually harassed. Yeah, yeah it's like she didn't mention it's like the gym teacher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah her boss at Starbucks. Yeah. So this is why teenage girls Pob. in her some ways Pob. are the worst because they read into everything so much. Yeah, when, yeah he did that because he wanted to grab your ass. Yeah, he wanted to touch your butt. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. That's all. This guy ate an apple in front of me. What, what does, does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> he was hungry for an apple. How can I tell if he likes me? What does this mean? Yeah, man, I hope I don't... Ugh. I don't have kids, and I think it would be great to have kids. I, girls would be really hard, and uh-huh. I, yeah. it would be just because yeah. of that. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what I would tell them. Like, well, yes, that boy wanted to grab your butt, and now I'm going to go to his house and yeah. murder him. Yeah. I'm going to murder that boy. What <laughs> these girls don't realize is that teenage boys are... Totally easy to read. There is no logic to anything. You have a hard dick. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's what is driving you. Yeah. It's like a magnet. Yeah. And you are in your and you're just insecure too. Like teenage Mm -hmm. boys are like insecure and yeah. And they're yeah, they're especially insecure about their hard dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh they're tiny they're tiny hard dicks. Why don't you read that one at the top? Okay, here's one. I have a really weird question. Would a nerd, in parentheses, a guy, ever turn down a really hot girl if she wanted to have sex with him? I mean, like the nerds in the movies who can never get a girl and always get rejected, in parentheses. I don't mean they're smart, but they're like people no one likes, also called nobodies. (laughs) This is, there's a lot going on here. Would a nerd... Would okay. a guy nerd ever turn down a really hot girl if she wanted to have sex with him? That's the basis of her question. But then she goes on to say, I mean like the nerds in the movies who can never get a girl and always get rejected. I don't mean they're smart, but I mean they're like the people that no one likes, also called nobodies. Okay, I it's think like that this girl stuck I think up. this girl yeah. really wants to sleep with Curtis Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah based yeah. on his performance as Booger in Revenge of the Nerds. He's yeah. not a smart nerd, but he's no. still technically a nerd. <laughs> Man, um, so this girl's And she wants 17. to know if it's okay. This, yeah, she basically. You you're should right. definitely sleep with Curtis Armstrong. Yeah, he's she, well, really he's nice not. A, he's not her age anymore. But <laughs> but would this nerdy guy ever turn around and really? Hurt? No, the answer is no. Yeah. First of all, he no, would never he, turn down the girl. But yes, unless he's a homosexual. Right, but right, that's yeah. which is possible. fine. But uh, but yeah, but nothing is she, impossible. She's, until it's but not. what's more interesting is she's asking why is she asking this question? She wants to have sex. I think with that she nerd. wants people to tell her that it's okay to yeah. Go she wants after to take a walk a on the nerd side. Yeah, she, yeah. She wow. wants to get some nerd dick. <laughs> nerd dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's probably having sex with so many nerds. She's probably she's making nerds day. She's probably right. pregnant with so many nerd babies. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of little poindexters. Um, yeah, this girl's really. She's got a lot going on there. Uh, next question is a 17-year-old girl. Why do bitches think it's okay to flirt with your boyfriend? He's taken. Like, back the fuck off. Wow. Well, that, first of all, that's a racist accent that you yeah. did. <laughs> what the fuck, John? Why did, it wasn't an accent. It was an attitude. Why do bitches think it's okay to flirt with, with another girl's boyfriend? Yeah. And then what's the second part before back the fuck off? <laughs> He's taken. It's like, He's back the fuck taken. off. It's like, back the fuck off. 
Well, first of all, yeah. no one's taken in high school. Everyone Everyone's is available. single. Is I don't true. care if you're in a relationship. You're not getting to marry that person. No. You aren't going to marry that person. You think you're going to marry that person. Yeah. You even tell that person you're going to marry them. Oh, yeah. yeah. The heart, heart, heartbreaking thing is you're going to go to a different college. Yeah. They're going to go to a different college. Freshman year, you're not going to be able to get her on the phone. No. She's going to mm-hmm. be out Getting fucking nerds. nerds. One of my biggest regrets is going to college with a girlfriend for my first year. Uh, I huge mistake. Such a mistake. Huge mistake. Yeah. yeah Everyone should be that. single all the way through college. Yeah. I made a huge. My big regret is I had a girlfriend the last two years of college. Oh yeah. That was yeah. the so dumb. Why would I do that? I There's know. a billion cute single girls at Clemson University. We all I mean, we all sound like uh, the song "Popular" by Not a Sarah. Yeah. Where it's like there should like, be a two month limit yeah. on dating. <laughs> but <laughs> and then like, reassess. You just shouldn't. You shouldn't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend in college. You should just get a ton of STDs. Yeah. No, don't do that either. That's your time to shine, guys. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's really hard because From you, all the topical cream. You can't. Yeah. It's hard too because you can't just be like. Going around being single because then you have no relationship experience too. But I would say like yeah. date people for like a couple months and then be like, oh, you know, I think I just, I think I gotta be single. Yeah. You know? And then right. you don't want to be in a long term relationship in high school. But or every college. every relationship seems like it's so fucking. Oh yeah, important. it's like oh this is man, like, oh, I love so her happy. So much. I can't yeah. be without her. Like, yeah. It's- Ridiculous. Yeah, you really think you that can that's, be without her. That's yeah, the you will one. Be. You really think that's the one. It's not the one. Yeah. Oh man. Oh boy, we did it. We fixed yeah. them. We, we fixed them. We fixed those teens. Do I had, teens, do I had teens some other ever write those? Are the best. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. They, they weren't. They weren't as good as those. Well, we were talking before yeah. we got on the air here that uh, talking about love lines. Yeah. And, uh, yes. Love lines is. I've done that show a couple times and. Uh, that's a different level of teen questions because Jesus. that's all just like hardcore sex questions. Can I yeah. can I admit something to you guys right yeah. now? Uh, Love line was one of my like early masturbatory. I think it is listening tools. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I think it is for a lot of people because you hear women talking about you know what yeah. they're about doing. Yeah, I get vaginas. Doctor yeah. Drew, I get really wet down there, and yeah. you're, as a kid, you're just like, what? Where do you get wet? Where <laughs> down there? Sorry, okay, where you know? Yeah, it's but it's probably hard to masturbate to that. But uh, yeah, we were. Yeah, there's a lot of we were talking about off the air, but how. Every teenage boy's question is just like, how can I stick it in her butt? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's all. Uh, yeah, Dr. Drew is basically, yeah, all the women have um, questions about like, you know, relationships and like if, if I'm having sex with this guy, is he in love with me? Is yeah. he going to leave? You know, it's, it's really relationship based. Yeah. All the guys are like, how do I have butt sex? With yeah. <laughs> it's, how can yeah. I make my dick bigger? Yeah, uh, that's another. Like thing that's another yeah. yeah, that's yeah. big. That's big. Um, well, geez, guys, we really did it. We uh, solved a lot of problems. We saved lives. Some of our own too. I lectured out. a lot of kids. Yeah, like I know anything. <laughs> oh, I don't know anything. This uh, one is one. Seriously, the teens need to listen to this one because oh, it's man. like, quit your bullshit. Yeah. You know, actually focus on things and get stuff done. <laughs> 
and uh, actors don't make a lot of money, so quit shitting on them on Twitter oh. when they do a movie that's maybe not your favorite. I don't care. I don't favorite. care. Bring, <laughs> on. Bring it on, teens. Bring uh, it on. Do you have anything? Challenged. Do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? Any movies? Children's or Hospital, shows? Children's Hospital comes out in July. Um, I can't remember exactly the date. Late July, okay. um, and then I'm doing another show, um, uh, an animated show for Fox called Axe Cop, which cool. also starts. Yeah, in July. I heard about that. Yeah, that's Nick Offerman. He's uh-huh. he's Axe Cop. Excellent. And um, and yeah, that one is a it was a comic book, you know, that was written by a five year old. Five year old, yeah. That's the backstory. I love that. Yeah, it's really cool. And um, and so he writes it, and people are like, uh huh, yeah. And then what happened? You know, like all the uh-huh. people that work for this little right, right. monster. The kid's probably a monster. <laughs> uh, and uh, and so he comes up with the plots, and you know, it's like a, it's from a kid's brain. Yeah. So it's like, and then they I go to the that. planet, whatever, and they meet these guys. You know, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, but cool. it's all played like really real and really uh you know it's not like winky at all yeah. and uh and so yeah offerman's axe cop and there's a lot of really cool what's your what's your role in that i'm a gray diamond i'm like his like <laughs> uh, i'm like his buddy i'm like his sort of buddy sort of sidekick that's just like almost in love with him like because he's really cool and i'm just like yeah i'm friends with axe cop i'm right. here to hang out with him you know <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty cool, I think. So that starts in July, also, and um, yeah, and there's a, a I did a, a a movie that that just came out. Um, it's a, a, a it's one of the many Rapture movies, end of uh-huh. the world movies. Mm. Um, ours is a lower profile one. We shot it a couple of years ago, and they 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 weirdly are releasing it right now with uh, with this, this is, is the, the end, end, which yeah. is a great movie, by the way. I should be. Plugging. I'm gonna go see that later. What, oh man, have you, have you not seen it? Not yeah, yet. it's really good. This is the opening weekend if you're listening, teens. But uh, that movie is great. Uh, this is the end is so funny. I went to the premiere of that, and I was psyched uh-huh. for all those guys. Uh, our movie is also with Craig Robinson and Cordry oh, and Paul yeah. Shear. Oh yeah. And uh, but the stars of it are Anna Kendrick and uh, John Francis Daly. And there's a bunch mm-hmm. of funny people in it. Anna Gasteyer's in it. And uh, yeah, it's called uh, Rapture Palooza. And right. so we shot it a couple uh-huh. years ago. And it's actually really funny. It's just a smaller movie. It's yeah. like you know all the good people get raptured, just like the other movie. Uh-huh. And then, but the thing in this movie is that Craig Robinson is the Antichrist, (laughs) and so uh, Cordry and I work for him. I'm sort of his like his secret security guy. And uh, that's trying to protect him. And uh, Cordry's like his gardener or pool boy, you know, and he lives in this huge mansion. But the plot of the movie, it's a small little movie, but it's really funny. He's just trying to fuck Anna Kendrick. Like, she's, <laughs> she's John Daly's, she's John Francis Daly's girlfriend, and he meets her and he just like falls in, you know, uh-huh. just like really wants to have sex with her. And he's the Antichrist, so he gets whatever he wants, you know. And she's like, no, I'm not gonna have sex with this crazy dude. And uh, so he invites her on a date, and it's just this little movie, but it's uh, it's super funny, and Craig's really funny, and that's so awesome. that's on uh, that's on VOD and iTunes right now. You can find that. I'll check that and, out. Uh, yeah, for it, sure. Yeah, it's in a few theaters nation across the nation, but only a few, I think. Well, awesome. Well, um, Eric, you got anything you want to talk about? Nah, I'll wait. I have a show tonight, but it's too late. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Erock Gasoline, E-R-O-C-K, Gasoline. Yeah. I'm at Crayon Wayans. You're at Rob Hubel. Uh, yeah, man. That's where people can find you. Uh, check out HeyTeensPodcast.com because we've been making this zine. Oh, and yeah. And we'll have information on how you can get a copy. Uh, we're doing a Hey Teens zine. Did you did you ever get into the zine? I stuff? didn't. I kind of missed yeah. it. You know, it was it was. I think that kind of evolved more after I was just, too old. Yeah, yeah just yeah. Have, yeah. So uh, 
putting that together so people can check out Hayteen's podcast on for that and add Hayteen's podcast on Twitter for yeah. any thanks everybody to, for writing in for the zine yeah we've got a lot, a lot of great, lot of great submissions, submissions for that uh, yeah and Rob thank you so much for thank you for having me it's been amazing teens yeah. uh, teens keep yourself uh, on the straight and narrow do your homework <laughs> do your homework teens wear a condom Thank you.